Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So when the food came, how was the food? The food was horrible. What was wrong with it? The steak looked like she slaughtered a cow in the kitchen and plopped it on a plate. You ha- I sent you a picture of that. The chicken was hockey pucks. The potatoes were hard as a rock. The vegetables were mush. That's the steak she served, Your Honor. These are the plaintiffs, Tracy Borman and Francis Deneen. Tracy says they hired the defendant to cater their wedding, and the woman turned what was supposed to be the best day of their lives into the worst day of their lives. Her food was inedible. The woman grabbed them off the dance floor during their wedding dance, and they want a full refund of their ruined wedding reception. So they're suing for $3,500. This is the defendant, Natalie Emerson. She says the plaintiff was an out-of-control bridezilla who complained about every little thing, and she worked her butt off trying to please them because she's a professional. She did everything she was hired to do, and there's no way she's giving this out-of-control woman a refund. She's accused of ruining a big day. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, uh, Ms. Borman and Mr. Deenan, tell me your tale of woe. What did you hire her to do, and what ended up going wrong? She was hired to be the caterer. Okay. And then what was she supposed to serve? Um, The dinner was either surf and turf, and the surf and turf was steak and baked stuffed shrimp, and then there was uh, chicken dish. Okay, great. So what went wrong? I don't know. You'd have to ask Natalie that. No, I'm asking you because you're the one filing a lawsuit, so you're the one complaining. So I need you to tell me what went wrong. From the moment we walked in, Natalie was still getting the tables set up. And from the moment we stepped foot in the door, Natalie accused my three children, who were in strollers, mind you, they're almost three and ten months old and then accused them of being in the way for nothing being finished. I had the hall rented from 4 to 8 p.m., and I had to pay the bartender, the hall, and the DJ an extra hour just so we can enjoy ourselves and have some dance time because Natalie didn't get any of the food out until 7.30, quarter of 8, when the salad was first served. We did our cake cutting ceremony before 
anybody was served a salad. Really? What time were yes. what and time we were people supposed to be eating? Um, not even it was supposed to be minutes. forty-five minutes once everybody got into the hall after. Okay, we what time were people due at the hall? Four o'clock. Okay, so it's scheduled at four, and then according to you, the salads were not served until what time? Seven thirty, quarter of eight at night. What did everybody do from four to seven thirty? Sat at their tables or walked around saying hi to everybody. Um, we even did the garter ceremony before anyone ate. Okay. Um, come time for the toast, nobody had the flu classes that she was supposed to provide. Okay. Do you have an actual contract with her in writing about what is her responsibility and what uh, is not? No, Your Honor. Every time Francis and I had asked Miss Natalie for um, a contract, she said, Oh, I'll get it. Oh, I'll email you one. Oh, I'll get it to you. Never received nothing. So when the food came, how was the food? The food was horrible. What was wrong with it? The steak looked like she slaughtered a cow in the kitchen and plopped it on a plate. You ha I sent you a picture of that. The chicken was hockey pucks. The potatoes were hard as a rock. The vegetables were mush. That's the steak she served, Your Honor. Listen, I like my steak raw. I mean, I like I like it mooing, but um, yeah, but that that's mooing, un, but that moving. was un mooing but before. not moving. Yeah, um, Ms. Emerson, let me hear from you. What what uh, what what happened at this facility? What happened at this wedding? Um, why would steak like that be served? She has so many complaints. I'd like to give you a chance to address them. He ordered rare. Rare is temped out at one twenty-five to one thirty. I explained that during phone conversations with her, that rare is really rare. Okay, that, then, I, listen, I've been around the block a few times. I really have. Definitely. And I don't know that I would call this a rare steak. I would call this an uncooked steak. If I can get to where I need to go. No, I need you to answer exactly what I just asked. Because that's where, the, that's where the rubber meets the road in your answers to my cross-examination. You're going to tell me that that is a rare steak? That's what that is? Please ask. Yes, that's rare. Tempt to one thirty. But according to her, the food wasn't even served until 8 o'clock at night. That's four hours after that's people came. Not true. Okay, well, what that's time was the food served according to you? It was approximately 4.30, right around there. But So I you served dinner at 4.30? We started around then, yes. Okay. Uh, and then what, if anything, went wrong during the night? Because she seems to have been very unhappy that night. A lot of things went wrong that night. Such as? The first thing that went wrong was the fact that I told her, if you come early, the people will find out you're there, and they'll all start coming. And this previous time is meant for the caterer to set up, the DJ to set up, for us to get the hall ready. It, it, we had to literally work around people to get this set up. That's great. Let's talk about the food, because the food is what we're concerned about. That's the part that she's trying to get a refund for, because she said the food was awful and four hours after people got there. Uh, she's now not why talking... did everybody eat it? We had three metal bowls of a little bit of garbage come back with some salad, the little tips of the shrimp, and a few odds and ends. That's it. We served seconds. Bye. We served thirds. Yes, we did. Okay, don't talk and to we, each other. I, I I can't have you just shouting out things while... Go ahead, go right. on. None of the counts were right. 
So I sent the girls back out around to do an actual, I don't care what they want to have. I just need to know who wants what at those tables. So they came back with proper counts. We were trying to come out with four tables worth of food. The photographer had her foot in the door. She came to the door as I was going to put my hand to the doorknob. As the door flew at me, it hit me in the head, knocked my hat off. I went back about two feet, and she starts yelling at me, I have to talk to you right now. But what did she want to talk to you about? I have no idea. I never ended up talking to her. All right. What was the photographer going in there to talk to her about, Ms. Borman? The photographer was going in there to ask her an ETA on when the food was coming out. And Miss Natalie never got hit with the door. She put her hands on my photographer. And you have my photographer, photographer. Shannon Avery's statement. Throughout the evening, there have been multiple mishaps regarding the staff she had hired to do the catering. It took quite some time for all the food to get to the tables. The children were supposed to be served with the bridal party. They ended up being served last. The prime rib was so undercooked that guests were immediately getting sick. The chicken was so dry, it was not even able to be cut. And the vegetables were so overcooked, they were basically mush. Um, Okay. Tell me what else went wrong that night that prevented you from doing your job properly. Okay. We weren't even notified they were going to start coming in. By anyone. By anyone. From the toast, going forward, everything, we had problems with people opening that door, knocking trays over, people getting hurt, plates getting broken, and they did not care. One got tipped over by children. I had to recook it, get more plates out of the truck. Then... We put them on platters instead. That got tipped over by them again. I cooked it all over again. So I cooked those kids' meals two times. When we brought the food back out to the kids' tables, there were two of the children not there. All right. I'd like to go back to Ms. Borman. You've submitted numerous witness statements, like 15, 20 witness statements, the gist of which are almost entirely that the food was awful, that uh, the chicken was inedible, that the steaks were all undercooked, uh, and that many of them had to go get food later. You have some witnesses who you want me to hear from now. Let me hear from your first witness. Uh, Yes, my my witness, Amy uh, Sullivan Haggerty, who was my maid of honor. Let me hear from her. uh... Can you raise your right hand, please? Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. I do. Thank you. Okay. Talk to me and tell me what went wrong here. Uh, the day started about 2 o'clock when we arrived at the hall. Um, the food started coming out. Um, it was salad and bread. At what time did the salad um, and the bread come out? Do you remember? 4.45-ish. All right. And then, and then what happened? Um, it was a solid hour and a half, I would say, after um, because people, natives started getting very restless, wondering where the food was. The kids especially started getting really anxious. You can tell when little kids start getting hungry because they start not listening, running around, getting into things. I thought they started that way, though. Um, (laughs) All right. So uh, when the food does come, how was the food? Horrible. Why? Uh, It was mooing. I I like you, like my my prime rib, my steak, rare-ish, you could see the slap marks on this stuff. I mean, it, it, well, I was waiting for it to crawl away. 
Did you eat the steak or no? Because she says there was very little waste in the garbage. Yeah, I, from the head table and being seated at the head table, I can tell you that I think people took maybe one or two bites and went, uh, no. The vegetables were complete mush. Um, the shrimp was undercooked. You know, when you have squishy shrimp, it's not good. It, it just wasn't edible. And did the, did the cake cutting ceremony actually precede the food? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I myself went back to the kitchen um, and had asked about the toasting glasses that were supposed to have come out uh, where I was yelled at to get out of the kitchen saying she didn't have time to get the toasting glasses out there because she was busy getting the food ready. And with all the interruptions, she couldn't get the food ready and for me to get out of her kitchen. Okay. So we weren't able to do the toast because she didn't put the toast glasses out on the head table or any of the other tables. Oh, yeah. And she tried to blame the bride and groom's three-year-old daughter uh, for getting in the way for not being able to put the toasting glasses on the table. Okay. Can I talk to you about what happened with you um, on the dance floor? Because I'm very concerned about that and I want to hear about that. Sure. Go ahead. I had to pay an extra hour just so we could have dance time. And I was finally starting to enjoy my night dancing with my new family, my family and friends. And Miss Natalie decides she comes up to the dance floor and she literally put her hands on my forearm, says, I have to talk to you and pulled me off the dance floor. And she's sitting there saying how not, she didn't ruin anything. And I was like, listen, you're ruining my day. Get away from me. I what have was she to trying say to, to say to you that she hadn't ruined? Why? Because someone else had said to her that she had ruined the night? I honestly don't know, Your Honor. Switch with Amy, Ms. Borman. I, I, what I want to know oh. about is what happened when the bride was dancing on the dance floor. Go ahead. What did you witness happen? This was at the end of the evening, Your Honor. Um, we were trying to wrap things up. Um, and she came over and pulled Tracy off the floor. I put myself in between the two of them. What she had said to me was, um, it, you know, the whole stress of the day, she didn't mean to ruin anything. Um, she didn't see any waste of food. She doesn't know why everybody's so upset. She spent money out of her own pocket to make things better. Um, you know, that that uh, none of this should have happened. This should have been a good day. Um, people kept interrupting her in the kitchen. That's why things, uh, you know, were late coming out. Um, that she had a pacemaker, that she was all sorts of stressed out over this whole thing, that she did this as a favor to somebody that she'll never do again. Um, okay. That, Does that sound that familiar, Ms. Emerson? Can you tell me about that? That is definitely was in the conversation. There's no doubt I did never dragged her off that dance floor. I tapped her on the arm. I she wasn't even dancing. So I tapped her on her arm. I did not grab her. And then what did you okay. discuss with her? She put her hand up and said, I'm not talking to you. And I was like, and I was dumbfounded that she wouldn't talk to me. So then that's when I talked to the maid of honor. Yes, go on. And what did you say to the maid of honor? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros 
browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly, Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I said to her, I go, look, I go, a lot of things happened here today, but I don't understand why she's saying that we've ruined her day. I really don't. Everybody has eaten the food. None of the, nothing has come back for garbage. If they didn't like it, we would have fixed something. There were no complaints from them. I got compliments from them myself when I was setting up the dessert table. What were you hearing people say, Amy? Certainly wasn't compliments about the food. Um, my husband was also part of the uh, crowd of guests, and he was sitting at the far end of the hall. And um, there was a lot of gagging sounds from um, the other end. I mean, he was making faces at me from the other end of the hall that I could see. Let me hear from so, the husband. We haven't heard anything from the husband. Good evening, Your Honor. Good evening. How was the food? Uh, it was definitely not edible to eat. I, and I'm a very good cook myself, so I, I do know oh, what food yeah. needs to be cooked like. Okay. Can I ask you, was Tracy complaining during the night? Was she upset? Yes. What was she saying? We all were. Well, she, the, the food, of course, the food didn't come out in a timely manner. I mean, we, we literally had to come out of pocket to extend the day because the food was so late so everybody could enjoy themselves. Okay. Did you witness anything on the dance floor of her trying to talk to Tracy during while Tracy was dancing? Yes, ma'am. I was standing in front of the head table talking to my, my groomsman, uh, my best man, and I seen her grab her and drag her off the floor. And not like drag, like she's like muscle, but she did pull her off the floor. And uh, I, I suffer from PTSD due to Desert Storm because I was in the military, and I literally almost flipped my lid, Your Honor. Uh, thank you for your service. And how did you flip your lid? What did you do? Oh, it's just, you know, I really wanted to, like, step in and say something stupid. And, but, you know, I, I kind of, you know, they say cooler heads prevail. Okay. So now, I, just try to... I have a lawsuit here where, where the plaintiffs are asking. It's not like everything went swimmingly and you're being, you're shocked and appalled that these people are trying to chisel money back from you in order to make a buck. People were complaining all night long. People were going into the kitchen to find out where the heck the food is. People were, in fact, she says they were going in there too much, and she was stressing out. I don't think that she was equipped to handle a 100-person wedding. I just don't. Um, I don't. I don't think her stress level can handle it. She's very high-strung, and I think that what happened here pretty obviously, not just from the testimony on your side, but the testimony on their side, is that they couldn't handle the stress of an active wedding with people running around and demanding, where's my food? I don't care which table sent this back. This is, this is the way the meat comes from the butcher. This is not cooked. And it's obvious to me that it took an hour and a half to get stuff out because otherwise people wouldn't keep coming to the kitchen to get mad at her and interrupt her. So it's clear to me that there were problems. Now, you can't tell me that nobody ate at your wedding because I'm not going to buy it. Lots of people had chicken. You know, so people ate. So it's not as though I'm going to order her to return 100% of the catering bill. I'm not. 
okay? I think that there were significant problems, and based on what I've heard, I'm going to order her to return half of it. $1,250 verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck, folks. May the Thank marriage go better than the wedding, and may the wedding have gone well anyway. Because that's the key to a happy marriage. You have fun yes, anyway. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Your Honor. So things did not work out too well for the defendant in this case. She obviously got rather upset. She has left the courtroom, so to speak. But the plaintiff has prevailed. Tracy, you know, the most important thing is, how's married life? We haven't heard any comment about that. How is it? Uh, mar married life is amazing, sir. Uh, he's the most amazing man, amazing father. I couldn't ask for a better person. All right. Well, listen, that'll wrap it up then for this story. I'm sure you're done with that caterer. She's probably done with the catering business once and for all. And uh, good luck to you. I hope okay? so. You're going to get money Thank back. Thank you, sir. You've prevailed. Well, Doug, it's pretty simple. In a situation like this, look, the caterer made some mistakes, but that doesn't mean that the catering was valueless. What the judge has to do is kind of figure out using rough justice how much value was there in what the caterer did properly. And that's precisely what the judge did. If you live in a manufactured home community where you lease the land but own the home and tree roots from an adjacent lot cause damages to your home, is the property owner responsible? Well, I guess the first question is, uh, who is the property owner? If you're leasing the land, then presumably you have a lease, a rental agreement, a lease agreement with the So there must be owner. some main landlord that leases right. it to these different manufactured homes? Right. Normally, the, the owner is going to be responsible for trees that are on the property. If you rent a house from me and I've got a bunch of trees on the property and, and the trees are growing under the fence and damaging the driveway, the septic tank, the foundation, the swimming pool of my neighbor, uh, and they have a complaint, they're not going to take it up with the guy who's renting. They're going to take it up with the owner. Presumably. Right. But here's the thing. If, it, if you own your land and I own mine uh -huh. and a tree root from a tree on your land starts to grow into my land, I have the opportunity, the right, and also the obligation yeah. to cut down and up as much as I want without consulting you, but right. it's on me to do it. Right. That's so I guess rule. in this You're question, right. I guess what, there's, what she's saying is, hey, the same person owns a tree as the roots and right. wherever they're going, and it's the, the landlord we lease from, right. and are they responsible? But my question is responsible for what? What happened with the roots? Well, it, it, that's, that's true. Apparently they've damaged the foundation or damaged the home somehow. But So I guess the answer to this person's question is it depends. Right. It, depends it depends on the kind of damage, how it happened, whether right. it was obvious and notorious right. to her. So they have she, a lease that says you're responsible for any for trees maintaining the to, roots. And right. does, did you know right. what was happening and then not take care of it? Right. Did you, you know, what is it that it did, et cetera, et cetera? This is the plaintiff, Sharon Roberts. She says the defendant is her neighbor, and she's done living in fear because the woman has a vicious dog that taunts her. She was forced to erect a fence between their houses for her safety. The defendant refuses to pay her for the fence, and she has no other option but to sue her for the $1,476.38, the cost of the fence. This is the defendant, Deborah Hawks. She says she and the plaintiff have been next-door neighbors for 17 years, 
and there's never been a fence separating their properties. Then, out of the blue, the plaintiff wanted to split the cost of a fence, and she told her she couldn't afford it. The plaintiff then took it upon herself to erect a new fence anyway, and now she's suing her to pay for it? Come on! She's accused of not being neighborly. The defendant has bought a countersuit for $1,000 for property damage and depreciation because of the shoddy fence job. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that her neighbor's vicious dog attacked her, and as a result, she had to build a fence to separate her property from the defendant's, and the defendant won't chip in. But the defendant says she told the woman she couldn't afford to pay for half the fence, and the plaintiff just went ahead and erected it anyway. It's the case of please fence me in. Thank you, Douglas. All right, Ms. Roberts, you're suing Ms. Hawks for $1,476.38, a cost of a fence that you had to erect and you think that she should pay for. Uh, you have a counterclaim against her for damages to your property from the fence, and we'll talk about that in a second. Let's start with you, Ms. Roberts. What's going on here? Good evening, Your Honor. Uh, my neighbor, Deborah Hawks, have a dog. I'm not sure what um, the breed that it is in. What kind of breed is that dog, Ms. Uh, Hawks? It's called the Shorky, a half Shih Tzu, half, half Yorkie. Yorkie. Got it, okay. Which is a Shorky. Okay, got it. Go ahead, Ms. Roberts. For about two years, whenever I would either go into my home or outside my home, and her dog be on the porch, it would jump over my the three-foot fence that we have between our property and attack me. How, what that do you mean by attack you? It would growl, show its teeth, and charge at me. And did it ever bite you, or did it ever get on you, or touch you, or...? No, 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 ma'am, thank God it didn't, because, Your Honor, I do have a letter from my oncologist stating that I have leukemia, which is cancer of the blood, and a dog bite from an unvaccinated dog would be detrimental to my health. Yeah. My neighbor has seen her dog constantly jump over the fence and go after me. Not one time, what she would do is go over the fence after the dog, scoop him up. She never disciplined him by saying no or stop. She would grab him in her arms and take him back in the house. Are these houses, is this a duplex? Like They're the houses, twin. The They're twins. The twin. So the houses are connected. Yes. All right, Correct. And, but be... is her front yard fenced in? Like, in other words, if I'm walking down the street, could the dog right, run right up to me? Well, she has a, a gate there. She has, like, a gate from her steps, oh, but it's so, open. All right, so the dog can't get to the street, but the dog can jump over to your side. Correct. Okay, got it. So go okay. on. Okay, so I got tired of that. Also, being that we have a twin... There's no fence in between our property. So, Your Honor, when I would go outside in my backyard, if her dog was outside, again, he would charge and attempt to bite me. And, Your Honor, her daughters have seen her dog also attack me. And I said, listen, you know what? Trying to be a good neighbor, I said, why don't we either get together and go to either Lowe's or Home Depot? We could pick out a gate together have somebody put it up and split the cost. She tells me she doesn't have any money. I tell her, okay, that's fine. We can still do it. I'll pay for it, and you can pay, for, pay me when you get the money. And she told me she doesn't have any money. And I said, well, then you know what? Then you're indirectly telling me that you don't care about my safety with your dog attacking me, and I have leukemia. She took her dog and went through her back door. 
about a week or two later, Your Honor, as you can see, she has a gazebo in her backyard. So okay. she had money to buy that. All right. Okay. So my thing is, and she had other things done to her home, but she didn't have money enough to see about my safety from her dog. Can I ask you something? Did you ever call animal control? I, Your Honor, I did call animal control, and guess what? They done nothing. I also called the police. After all of these times that she, that her dog attacked me, the very first time I called the police, she's going, when the police come to her home, she says, B to me. Okay. Because uh, when I you say the, attacked you, the dog never actually bit you, but the dog is coming and no. aggressive and growling and, and all that. All right. With his What's going on, yes. Ms. Hawks? What's going on? First of all, Your Honor, the dog... Uh, coming at her all these times, like every time she walks out of the house, that is not true. It was actually an accident. Like sometime I'm out in my yard, I have my dog, I put him in the dog run so he can go to the bathroom. So when I bring him out the dog run, I don't What's have one What's the dog of these. run? What do you mean by the dog run? I had a dog run built like a-, a... On your property? Yes, ma'am. Okay, but the dog, it, it how does a, a dog end up annoying her so much that she goes out and builds a fence? Obviously, the dog was a problem. It couldn't have been one time, one accident. Come on. Um, I'm not saying that it was one time, Your right. Honor. I will say that it was several times. Right. When I let the dog out of the dog run for him to come back into the house, you know, he's not on the leash because, the, and he thinks the yard belongs to him. No, so I know. Barked. That's why you, as the, a human, are supposed to make sure he doesn't think that the yard belongs to him. So either take right. him on a leash into the dog run, then take the leash off, because the dog run is secure, right? Yes. Right, so take him on a leash into the dog run, and then he can run around in the dog run, and then put him back on a leash and bring him back. If you have a yard without a fence and you have a dog, your dog doesn't have a right to, you know, growl at another person. And I, I'm just wondering why, as a good neighbor, especially if you guys have... Have you guys have a, had other problems? I mean, you live next to each other 17 years. Have you guys had any noise problems or any other kind of problems? Yes, Your Honor. Oh, um, she had a the plot. She Here we go. She had a King Corso, a big giant dog looked like a mini horse uh -huh. in the yard, pooping in my yard, digging holes in my yard. She did nothing about it. When I seen the dog out there, one time I'm out there, I didn't even know the dog was out there, just like she didn't know the dog was out there. I just ran back in the house, shut the door, so I always would look, make sure the dog wasn't out there before I came out of the house. So all of a sudden, when she had the dog, it wasn't the good neighbor to put the fence up. But now that I have a dog, it's the good neighbor. Okay. All right. So you put up a fence, Ms. Roberts, and Ms. Hawks never agreed to pay half. In fact, she did the opposite of agreeing. But you feel she should have to pay half because it's her dog? Absolutely. And she is correct about the cane Corso. At that time, there was, how can I say it? The dog was my ex's. We are divorced now. And I told her, we seem to forget when Dwight had that pit bull, what he did to my yard. Who's Remember, Dwight? You, and you, I mean, you, Dwight had that pit bull who lived in your house. Oh, someone who had someone who lived in her house had a pit bull. So we're going back. How many? Far, how many? How far back should we go back and forth with the pets? All right, let me ask you a question. You have a counterclaim against her for a thousand dollars, Ms. Hawks, and this is for what? Explain it to me. Okay, um, she's asking for me to pay the whole amount of a fence that is located on her property, and the back of the fence has these big, giant, ugly posts. So now I have to put a fence up because it's an eyesore She in my put backyard. the ugly part facing you? Yes, ma'am. And then on the front porch, she put the gate up 
and she put it on my property without even asking my permission to put it on my property. Okay, what am I seeing here, Ms. Hawks? That post that you see there, yeah. they're going all the way across that whole entire fence. Normally, the fence would have been reversed. You, you're suing for $500 because you feel it's an eyesore because the bad, quote, bad part of the fence is facing you, meaning the up and down posts and the sideways posts are facing you instead of the pretty part of the fence. I understand that part of your lawsuit. These are pictures just showing the height of the fence. The fence is even illegal, Your Honor. Oh. If you get a six feet, anything over six feet, you're supposed to have a permit for. And she didn't get a permit. Well, all you got to do I is look. call the county or the city and, and squeal. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. I did. All right, so this is a picture of okay. you and the doggy mm -hmm. and the bad yes, side of the fence facing you. Aren't you happy that there's a fence? Don't you think that'll give you some much-needed peace? I, I wasn't at, not at peace, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what is this that I'm looking at that you took this picture of. What is it you want me to see here? Okay, this is a, a metal, uh, look like a railing that yeah. she got from Home Depot. Okay. That she put on there and she had some man come and drill inside of my mortar on my side of my property and never once asked me, um, could she put it there? Now, if she had just turned it the other way, the brackets, and had it on her side, it would be nothing I could say. What do you mean by, by how, is, how is it clearly on your property? Because I have half of it and she has half. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the property line is. I can't just look at it and see that that is... It's in the, the, where the bottom of the fence is straight down the middle. Well, it just looks like I, it's on an angle. Yeah, I know. I guess, it, it does. It's very it. hard for me to, to tell that. I apologize but, for that. Uh, no, that's fine. Can I say something, Your Honor? Yes, please. Several years ago, her son was shot on her porch. He crosses my, onto my property and he falls. My property then becomes a crime scene. I have a son also. He doesn't live here, but he comes to visit me. I told my son, do not, whatever you do, do not come to this house because who knows what, what retaliation may be with her son, who they was looking for. What happened, The Ms. police? Hawks. Tell me about that. Your Honor, um, I don't know exactly what happened. Um, it appeared that somebody was trying to rob my son as he was coming up on the porch. I guess when the guy pulled the gun out, he went to run. So he jumped across the wall and went to run down the steps, but he got shot. I mean, that's really a low blow, Sharon. What, Thank you. Was he... Is, well, can I stop? You, you Ms. Ms. Roberts, yeah. no one's asking I, you a question. Ms. Hawks, I'm okay. talking to you. Did your son survive the gunshot? Yes, ma'am. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Can I say something, Your Honor? Yeah, go ahead, Ms. Roberts. Sir, you know what? I even... I'm a nurse. She knocked on my door. I, I gave him as much medical care as I could, and I also tended to her. I tried to put a tourniquet on I tried to do what I could for my nursing experience. Let me tell you how it's gonna work, okay? Because I'm not sure that you understand the law when it comes to this. Ms. Roberts, you have a right, certainly, to be free from a dog coming onto your property. And typically the way this happens is that you, you, you lay a record and keep calling the police and calling animal control, and they end up doing something about it. And then the person who's trying to keep the dog in has to buy a offense because they order them to that didn't happen in your case in your case you went out and you got a fence you asked her to pay for half she wouldn't and now you want her to pay for all but she doesn't have a legal obligation to pay for your fence she doesn't 
Sometimes cities will say that to her, get rid of the dog or buy a fence. Or sometimes animal control will make that a penalty, but you don't have any of that. You just have you asking her to pay for half of the fence, her saying no, then you put the fence and now you're suing her for all of the fence. There ha for court to get involved and say to somebody, you must do this, there has to be some obligation on their part. She doesn't have an obligation to put up a fence. She has an obligation to keep her dog on her side of the property. So well, you get what you get. Doing. Right, I understand. So what that gives you the right to do is call the police and call animal control. It doesn't give you the right to build a fence and have her pay for it. That's not how the law works. Now, your claim yeah. against her, your counterclaim, you're suing for $500 because it's an eyesore that she put the ugly-looking part at you. Some towns actually have a rule that you cannot put the ugly-looking part towards your neighbor. Your town doesn't, because um, I looked it up. So you don't yes, get $500 for that. Uh, if the, yes, if the fence is, in fact, illegal, then squeal to the county or the city, and then I'm sure that I they'll... Did. Okay, so that's that. <laughs> and then ask for the fence, $500 for damage to property caused by the plaintiff's fence installation on the front porch... Even if you were right that it's like an inch onto your place, I don't see how it did any damage to your front porch. Well, it would only be if I had it removed. Yes, I know. So don't have it removed. It's perfectly... I think you okay. guys need fences. And, and she ended up installing yeah. both. So I'd just let it go. So on your claim against her, zero. And on her claim against you, zero. Good luck, folks. I hope you can find Thank some you. peace living next door to each other. Thank you. So in the suit and countersuit between next-door neighbors, nobody wins. Uh, Ms. Roberts, you filed the lawsuit. Let me ask you your reaction first. What's on your mind right now? Yeah, well, it's a whole lot on my mind right now. So maybe what I should have did was have a dog bite me, and I could have sued her. But you know what? how they say it, justice is blind. I, I just don't understand this part about it. Let me ask you this. The more important thing is, yes. I know yes, uh, this sir. is a big dispute between the two of you, but what happens now? You think you can get along with her? Sir, you know, I really did enjoy the boar as being a neighbor. I really did, but this dog issue was just, it just took me over the top. Ms. Hawks, let me ask you. You heard the judge's decision. You lost your countersuit. That wasn't any big surprise. Uh, how about being friends with her? Is that, that going to happen? Listen, at the end of the day, I'm not angry at anybody. I used to be friends with her because I'm a social worker, so she was always talking about her family, sharing her problems with me all the time. The dog stopped all that, so thank you. Very good. All right, Harvey. So we've talked about this before, Doug. When there is a fence on the property line and um, it's damaged or falling apart or whatever, and one party fixes it, usually the other party has to chip in and pay for half. Here, there was no fence, no need to put one up except for the plaintiff's measure of safety. And that is why it is all on the plaintiff. When items are lost or stolen, why can they only get depreciation costs instead of replacement costs? If the purpose is to make someone whole, they should get a little more so they can replace what they lost. There's lots of ways to measure your damages when property's been lost or stolen from you, let's say, and you, you get an award from a court. But judges typically deal with fair market value. At the time um, of the loss. At the time of the loss. So if you stole my TV set and I sue you for it and I get a judgment against you, uh, I can't come in and say, well, you know, I want a new jumbo screen or something. They're going to look at it and they're going to go, 
It was a 10-year-old TV right. on the day it was taken. Right. You know, it was worth... And that is your loss. Your loss your is because you got to use it for 10 years, so your right. loss is a 10-year-old TV. Right. However, I understand where the question is coming from because they're thinking in terms of, well, what's going to cost me to replace it? Now i got to replace it. And it might be hard or to find Or you go one. on the on the internet and you buy a used TV. A 10-year-old TV. Right. Yeah. That's what you could... <laughs> because that is the concept of fair market value. Yeah. You can replace that right. for exactly this much. Right. That's fair market value. Right. So long, farewell, aloha, and a Zane. We'll see you next time.